you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the urban conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the urban conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the urban conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the urban conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. Over Cardi B, and you're repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> if you think the Earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, check out the Urban Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> If you're in a chasing dopey and you love salt fish and festival, check out the Urban Conservative. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and folks of all ages and whatever else you got going on, it's Monday. Man, night. ain't no other genders because they, they, they got a lot. Going. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on now. There's there's uh. There's, a lot of pronouns being thrown around, but ladies and gentlemen, because that's all there is, <laughs> you are tuned in to the Urban Conservative Podcast. We are back on a Monday night. It's been a while. Don't 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 be mistaken because you see the coffee mug. It's not top of the morning. It is the TUC Podcast. I'm Raheem Architect Soto, joined by, of course, my twin brother, Dual Ali. We thank you all for tuning in, checking us out. Do us a favor, head over to TUConservative.com. That is the website where you can support what we do here, which is spreading conservative values and ideas and policies to our urban communities across our beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, amazing country, America. That, that afforded us so many wonderful opportunities. But again, the website, as you can see, scrolling across the bottom is TUConservative.com. We got an interesting, interesting show. And again, it's been a while since we've been on the Monday night, right? It's been a, been yeah. a minute. I feel like we've been doing so well with the morning show that these podcast episodes kind of took a backseat. But given things that are going on around this state of North Carolina, you know, you got municipal elections firing off. We've got primary season kicking off. We thought it was important to get back with you all. And before we jump into tonight's show, 
I'm gonna go ahead and plug something real quick, if you don't mind. Plug uh, away. Because sure. we're, we're, we're talking about Rocky Mount, we are celebrating back to school with family and friends. Shout out to Centurial and the whole crew over there at Sensational Creations for putting together a back to school family and friends celebration July the 29th from one to six. It is going down in the Oakwood Shopping Center. Join us for music, food, and fun. There's some back-to-school giveaways, some food. I know the last time I talked to her, she was talking about cleaning chicken. So it sounds like it's going down. Wait, 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 wait. Cleaning chicken? Yeah, you got to clean the chicken, bro. Yo, I saw saw a video today that said, if you're getting chicken from somewhere you need to clean it, you're already screwed. That's, That's just what he said. Like, if you're buying your chicken from somewhere where you need to wash it, I, I'm just saying that's what the guy said. The barbecue I, I don't guy. know about that, bro. Because I'm I, a big fan. I'm a big fan of people who burn them feather tips off and clean all that <laughs> gristle and all that out yeah, of there. Okay, fair, so fair point. Out to the chicken cleaners on the planet. I don't want feather tips on my chicken. But again, please, 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 it is going down on uh, July the 29th from one to six in Rocky Mount at the Oakwood Shopping Center. Please come out and support. Make sure you send these babies back to school the right way. Come out, celebrate with friends and family. Shouts out to Centurial and the whole crew over there at Sensational Creations for putting right, that on, right, bro. Right, right. Um, well, before we, sure we plug the community service stuff, man. Right. Before we uh, get into our guest for today, please get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from so we can give you a shout out at some point during the show. Um, Ali, let's let's introduce our guest. This is going to be an exciting show. I'm, I'm really I'm hyped about this. Okay, so first thing I would like to do is tell you all, as you know, we've been covering stories going down in Rocky Mountain for the last few months. I've had the opportunity to work with the Ted Budd campaign in Rocky Mount to bring the senator, now Senator, uh, Congressman Ted Budd before out there and a lot of good stuff going on. But we became all too aware of what's happening in Rocky Mount. And as a result of that, of uh, filming this documentary and working out there, we've met some amazing people who truly care about what's happening to their city. And thus, we have two guests with us today. The first guest is the uh, founder of a page called Adrian Loves Rocky Mount. She is a self-described uh, activist, community watchdog. starter, watchdog lady. So uh, for the first time on The Urban Conservative, please welcome Adrian Copeland from Adrian Loves Rocky Mount. And... Without further ado, we also are joined by a special gentleman, Mr. Tim Barnes, who hosts a page called The True Rocky Mount, uh, which interesting page, and we're going to talk to him too, but please welcome to the Urban Conservative, Mr. Tim Barnes from The True Rocky Mount page. Bow, there we go. What's up? How are you, sir? So, you two, I'm going to start, and bro, we're going to go white people first. That's just the way we do it around here. July is white history month is what we're calling it around here <laughs> so Good one. just first and foremost let's do this for the audience that may not know who either of you are we're going to start with you Adrian how okay. long have you lived in Rocky Mount how did you get to Rocky Mount what, what's your story of landing there in the city well, I've lived here about seven years, and I I say that I landed here because uh, my sister lived, moved here, and she was getting married to a guy who was always from here, and around about the same time, I was getting divorced, and I was living way up in New Jersey, and so I said, well, I guess I'm moving back home. I guess I'm moving to Rocky Mount, 
And I got here and I instantly fell in love with this town, you know, to the contrary of what everyone else was saying. Everybody was saying, oh, it's a, not a good place. There's a lot of crime. There's things going down. And all I saw was potential and possibilities. And so that sort of steered me in the direction that I'm going now. Well, you couldn't do much worse than Chris Christie, I suppose, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. There you go. Now, same question to you, Brother Tim, because we had an offline conversation. You're a New Yorker, fellow, you know, New Yorker. How did you land in Rocky Mount? How long have you been down there? We've been here since 2006. My mother's originally from here. She was born and raised here. So we decided to come back here. And honestly, my perception is definitely different from Adrian's because the first night, the very first night we got here, Somebody stole the piping up under our house. Somebody broke into my mom's car and took out the change. So it was downhill from, um, I swear to God, we wanted to move back to New York so bad, man. It was so bad. It, right across the street was a drug house. <laughs> so mm -hmm. so we, we had it bad from the first night we moved here. So wait, and, and hold on, I'm gonna come back to Adrian. So I, I wanted, I wanna, you moved to Rocky Mount because this is, and it's kind of, you're like the case of what we call reverse, what do they call that, Rob? Reverse migration? Reverse migration? Reverse migration, the reverse snowbird or whatever, I don't, half snowbird. There we go. Now we're gonna definitely talk about the reverse, reverse racism because there's some of that going on. But okay, I'm gonna just deal with the elephant in the room. The other day we're covering our morning show and a report comes across that Rocky Mount was named the most miserable city in North Carolina. Thoughts on this, Adrian? Since you see the potential and the upside, I got to get your thoughts on this first. What do you think about that? Well, I think you. a lot of those are based on really weird statistics. It's like sort of design these things to pick the city they already know that they want to be the worst city. Honestly, I think, yeah, it can be the worst because there's so many obstacles in your way. Like, I don't know of another town or city in North Carolina where if you really want to invest, you want to do good things here, but there's so many obstacles in your way that don't need to be there. So it's very stifling. So I can agree with the study or the that article from that respect. Okay, so some somewhat agree. Brother Tim, what about you? What are your thoughts on this uh, most miserable city ranking that came out? You know, it's hard for me to answer that because I don't know too many of the other cities in North Carolina. I do know there's uh, like Elm City is really dead. So uh, I really don't know too much about the other cities to compare it to. Do mm -hmm. I believe it? Yes, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it wholeheartedly. Okay. Just like I said, from day one, from my first experience, it's been going downhill. So uh, and it's definitely yes, I have definitely been seeing it's been getting worse here. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I can agree with it. Okay, fair enough. Rob, what you got? So was it a let's say a culture shock for you guys to move there? Did you did you experience that? Because I my first trip to North Carolina that I spent more than a few days there, it was way too slow for me. So did y'all have that same experience or were you able to adjust fairly quickly? 
not for me. As far as culture shock, no. I mean, I'm from North Carolina, born and raised, and I have, but I'd moved away and lived all over parts of town. So for me, it felt like coming home. It was a little slower, but I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. Um, but what was really different is that there's like the South has a big stigma of being racist. And for me, living, I lived in New York and New Jersey. I found a, a lot of racism up there as well. But coming back to Rocky Mount, there was definitely this divisive nature and you, it's like a tension you feel in the air more than any other place I've ever lived. Tim, same Tim. question. Mm -hmm. Difference? Slow down? Yes. What'd you feel? Oh man, heck yeah, there was a big difference, man. Coming from New York, we was in Suffolk County, uh, doing rush hour mm -hmm. on I-90, on 995 and everything, man. Oh my God, I'm on the 495 Expressway. So when we got here, we got, we rode around town like on a Monday morning. It was like no traffic, man. I was like, is this Monday or is it, is it Sunday or so? It is completely, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. It is a great thing, man. That We really love that when we got here, but yeah, it's definitely like a sticker shock. <laughs> So, yeah, that, so that that five second light pause kills me though. You know that that hold up <laughs> that, that drives me nuts. I'm I can't drive when I'm there. I'm like move. It's green. I'm like a I'm a hair second you know from the light gas pedal, and they just like eh, eh, yeah. I guess we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> I appreciate that because of that random red light runner. You'll learn down here that yellow doesn't necessarily mean stop, bro. That's a yellow. Fair, fair point. Mean, so we'll do that. So let's let's get to this. And I want to talk a little bit about this with you haven't been there the last seven years and you coming down in 06. So coming up on a well over 10, you know, almost yeah, over 10 years at this point. A lot of people heard about what's going on in Rocky Mount in relation to the amount of young people that are being killed, the amount of crime. Uh, we had a young lady go in front of city council and we got we stand corrected. She said they don't need a newspaper as if like there were white people running around hanging black people in Rocky Mount. Uh, but but what do you all attribute this rise in crime to in Rocky Mount? Because people we talk to that were grown up there, lived there their whole lives and have continued to be there. They, one of the fondest memories of how is, was how safe the town was. So what do you guys attribute this, this rise in crime, this more, you know, to, what do you attribute that to? Well, Tim, you want to go? Oh, God, throw me under the bus. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. And you no, know, I don't know, Adrian, if you know, I live in the middle of the hood. And I live right around the corner from the project, and I've been seeing a big uptick in crime, shootings, drive-bys, and I have no idea what the heck happened, what's going on. I don't know what changed in the law. I have no idea. Mm. You know, my, the feeling I get is that it's 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 part of that issue where we want to be. I don't want to say defund the police, but that whole ideology of we've got to be easier on crime and easier on the citizens in a way that we don't want to stigmatize certain populations. But at the same time, that hurts the rest of the people there who are actually law abiding citizens. And I think it's, you know, Rocky Mount has a lot of like they're throwing a lot of money at the problem. You know, they're increasing salaries and they're buying all the latest technology. But what I really don't see is this community policing and involvement of like get your neighbors out there 
you know, to like call the cops when something goes wrong. You need to say something and speak up. Let's get a community involvement and like watch our own blocks, watch our own neighborhoods. I think that there's a lack of that. Yeah, I think this. I think there was a problem with the the stop snitching movement about ten years ago. There was this whole movement of don't snitch, and I think people misunderstand that that don't apply to the civilians. That was for the gangsters. If you're a civilian and and Lil Ray Ray is out front on the block selling crack, you need to tell somebody yeah. that that Ray Ray and them is out there tearing up the neighborhood. So yeah. I I would blame part of it on that Ali the the, the, the crime, but the poverty. How tangible, uh, and, and we'll start with you, Tim. How tangible is that that sense of desperation to you? Do you is that something you drive around and, and you see that on the, the 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 faces of some of the young people out there? And is is that like a palpable thing to you? No, uh, I know a lot of people like to blame it on uh, they stealing or they doing this because they don't have no money mm -hmm. and they you know that I don't blame it on. Pace Winstead just made a comment, and I definitely agree with that. Drugs. I have definitely seen an uptick of uh, drug selling over here. Um, so I, I would definitely contribute that to the rise in crime. But not not poverty. I mean, we, you guys, you didn't grow up in, we didn't grow up in a rich neighborhood. We didn't grow up with spoons in our mouth, silver spoons in our mouth. So, you know, I can't blame it on that. Look at us now. We ain't in jail. <laughs> So, no, I can't blame it on that. Yeah. So, I'm glad he said it. Okay. I'm sitting there going, do you know how many poor people I know that are not in jail? Like, they're not in jail. So, right. Yeah. Well, well, the reason I tabled it is because part of, of what we do here with the urban part of this means understanding reality beyond all narratives, right? So, the narrative we just busted. It's just that poverty is creating this crime. Now, is it creating some crime? Maybe some, you know, small number. Somebody gets desperate and does something. You know, I'm going to go steal. Right. Sure. But lack of economic opportunity, um, a lack of things. I realized riding through Rocky Mount, and maybe y'all can speak to this. There's nothing for these kids to do. What, what are they um, supposed to is there a community center? Is there other than the OIC? Because somebody's going to say, well, you didn't go to OIC. But we used to have PAL. We used to have after-school basketball. We used to have a bunch of different things. Yeah, the boys club. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We do have a community center over here by Stalling. Is it by Stalling Way, Adrian? Um, I think so. My, I think my, everybody wants to put up these programs for kids, but people got to understand Kids want money. They just want to go to no place and play some basketball and do this and go home to nothing to eat. They want money. They want a job, and that's what's going to keep them off the streets. Not these programs. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to put down the people who run these programs and all, but they, it just don't work. As kids, man, we need money. We need we need money to spend. Feel independent. I think no matter where, where you are, there's always going to be issue of what to do with the kids. I remember growing up, and there's just not a whole lot, especially when you get into that like tweens, like 10, 11, 12, up to 18. There's not anywhere you go, there's not because society isn't built for that, you know? Mm. And so, because you're transitioning into this adulthood phase and you need to start learning to do more of adult things. And maybe you get a job, maybe you work for the money that you want, you know? So I, I think it's, yeah, there's things to do, but there, it's, there's not going to be a whole industries catered around that because the demographic isn't going to be there that's going to turn the income you know, for that to be an actual industry for, for kids. So it needs to be channeling that 
that free time, that energy into something else, Le you know, building yourself up, learning a skill, maybe get a job, maybe get a part-time job and at the place you want to be, the movie theater, at the, at the store you want to work at because you like that kind of clothes, at the Verizon store because you like the, the new phones. I think that's what we need to kind of like use this time in your life where nobody expects anything of you and <laughs> make mistakes and learn from it. So by the time you are an adult, you're ahead of the pack. Right. So one thing I want to share with you all, the latest crime data from the police department showed a decline in both violent crimes and crimes against property from April to late June compared to the first three months of the year during the city council work session on July 10th. Councilman TJ Walker, who chairs the work sessions as mayor pro tem, announced a change was made to have police chief Robert Hassel present the crime data data on a quarterly basis. The most recent crime data is as of June 25th. And according to the report, there were 489 crimes in the city in the second quarter compared to 517 in the first quarter, which was a 5% decrease. Ooh. I personally think it's too damn hot. People are like, yo, it's too damn hot. It's just too hot for me to be out robbing anybody right now. Maybe it's just the heat. I don't yeah. know. That's my thought exactly. You see these trends, like you know, like the, you like the hours of crime is never like four a.m. It's not because people eventually go to bed. Even the criminals go to bed. So same thing seasonally. I think yeah, you do see when it's super hot. Nobody wants to be outside. And then it's taken into account like it rained like almost the entire month of May and was freezing cold. Like I think some of this kind of stuff plays into it. But hey, five percent, I'll take it. I still think it needs to come down more though. Hey, and I say they need to over the police more. The Crime don't care about no weather. <laughs> they out here, whether it's hot, cold. <laughs> they, they, matter of fact, if I look out my window down the street, they down there right now, man. They, they ain't sleeping no time soon here. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, right around the 20-minute mark, you're checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. It is a Monday night. We are talking about all things Rocky Mount. We're talking about the city of the center of it all, the center of controversy. We're joined by Adrian Copeland and Tim Barnes today from Rocky Mount. We're chopping it up about all things Rocky Mount. If you have a question for one of our guests, go ahead, jump in the comment section, drop your question in there. We'll try to get to it. And don't forget, we got a lightning round, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, also, TUConservative.com is the website. You can go over, sponsor an episode, sponsor a season if you like. We are reaching millions of people across this great nation of ours organically. And if you want to be a part of that growth, you can find out how to do that by visiting TUConservative.com. You can support us on Cash Shop, dollar sign, TUConservative. And you can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available pretty much everywhere. So I'm going to move forward a little bit. Obviously, with a city council election coming up, there are some folks that have already announced. Um, I know Andre Nidas said he is rerunning for election. Um, uh, there's uh, Troy Davis said he's running against him. Uh, Lige, Lige Dautridge has an opponent going up against him. The young man, Mr. Robinson, uh, the owner of uh, Mecca on Douglas, just said that he's filing to run, a, run for office there. 22% um, voter turnout, Okay. Um, now, Adrian, you you come across as more of the numbers kind of person to me in my brain. So why so low? What is it that these off-year municipal elections like this where, uh, and let me preface it this way, the presidential stuff can impact your life maybe a year or two after it happens. 
state stuff can impact your life 60 to 90 days after it happens. But a local thing can impact your life within a week. Some local ordinances go into effect like the next week. Why? It's so important to your everyday life. Why are we not showing up to vote in Rocky Mount? What do you chalk that up to? I think it's a general ignorance of how the system actually works. You know, we're all, we're all, we remember when we're taught in school, hey, the president runs the country and then there's Congress. But, we, you know, nobody really sits and listens. Like, how many people in North Carolina understand that most of us are a, like, a manager council form of government? How many people really understand that mayors don't have that kind of power? And we aren't really taught that. And we don't understand. People say, well, what's an ordinance? I don't really understand what that is. So I think it's a, a general lack of understanding and education about how it works and how it affects you you think oh it's a local law what could that possibly do um but honestly that's to me that's the greater issue that rocky mount has altogether is people not being involved and not understanding so that's that's our challenge is to get people involved know what's going on know how like hey when you vote for these people every single day they're making decisions especially when they're voting on something that affects you affects your power bill it affects like what happens and what you can do with your property it's every day of your life Absolutely. So, Tim, same question to you, bro. What do you chalk this apathy towards voting like this not showing up? What do you chalk that up to, bro? Laziness. One word, laziness. I was just on the um, Zoom meeting with TJ Walker and his ward has 7,000 people. Now, I didn't think percentage go this low, but 0.013% of people showed up at that meeting. Nine, 11 people all together. Just take away TJ and me. I'm a different ward. You had nine people. And he's his main thing was to try to get people, try to try to get them to vote, try to put something out there on the internet uh, or social media because he knows people just don't want to go out and go down there and vote. There's your reason. They just don't want to do it. Why? I have no idea. And the people that do do it, don't vote on a candidate's qualifications. What they do is vote on the popularity. And just like I said this morning on HIG TV, when I first moved here, I'm going to admit it. When I first moved here and I went down to vote, I, I checked off Andre Knight. I had no idea who the other guy was. It's just that his name was so popular around. So I'm mm. a victim of I'm a, I'm a victim of that, man. And, and that's what it is. People just like, people don't take that time. To learn about the candidate they don't want to go down i gotta go down here to vote they don't want to do that that's what i i'm that's my opinion of it just just lazy just don't want to do it well I, i'm glad tim said it ali because that's i'm on the boat of lazy I, I ain't finna go down there on no tuesday i ain't finna go down there on no thursday seven o'clock i gotta go get my hair done i need to watch the game basketball is on my baby mama bother like you come up with a whole bunch of reasons <laughs> <laughs> you come up with a lot of reasons to not <laughs> Is <laughs> football Tuesdays? You know that I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not standing in no line. What am I gonna go down there for? And then it's like, I, like this comment. Um, this comment right here kind of will hit the nail on the head. People believe all politicians are corrupt, so their vote doesn't matter. They become disenfranchised with the system. I think that's a fair statement. Um, we, you know, we can see that, but I, I do uh, chalk this up to because we have a national voter crisis. I mean, for, for the richest nation on the planet, for us to have a 50 anything percent voter turnout is terrifying. For it to be 50 anything yep. is, and is a little scary. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I put this up on the screen so that you could see we didn't make this number up out of thin air. This is the October 8th, uh, uh, October 8th, 2019 municipal election result for the city of, uh, city of Rocky Mount. As you can see, your man got elected with 748 people. Out of 11,237 <laughs> voters, only 2,493 showed up. How about that? Oh, my God, man. Yeah. That's what it is, man. Yeah. And the thing that strikes me as a little odd, like there needs to be some cleanup of the polls because there's technically only like, I think, seven or 8,000 people in every ward. And that was 11,000. Maybe that's, maybe that's a little off. Maybe that was before our official drop in numbers. Yeah, no. we definitely need to uh, lobby our legislature to clean up the daggone voter rolls. It's weird. We go to poll active voters versus registered, and then the number drops like drastically. Uh, let's let's look at this comment here. As a resident of 55 years, I disagree with these assessments. Too many low-income single mothers with three to six children in an impoverished environment. A father figure not actively involved in the child's life. Folks need to educate people with respect. I can't get the rest of it, bro. I think that's it. Now, there's more to it. Folks need to educate people with respect to neighborhoods deteriorating. It needs to be taught. I uh, said it needs to be taught to people that home ownership isn't just about buying a house. It is budgeting to keep one up. I always yes. Don't, yes. Don't disagree with you on that one. Uh, that is the words yeah. Don't don't I disagree. I am always saying that. Like I'm just like you know the the key to fixing up this town, these neighborhoods is you you clean it up. You fix it up, you keep it up. And that is the majority of the issue is that the people aren't taught how to do that or know that it's part of your problem, it's your neighborhood. I've seen a huge change in just my street alone with the crime and the littering is, I just clean it up. I pick up the, the trash on the whole street and it would be like twice a week, giant bags full of stuff. And like the more you clean it up, the more house because it looks like like it's cleaned up. It looks like somebody cares. Looks like somebody's watching, and so people don't want to do crime there. Y'all don't have municipal trash pickup. Yeah, we do, do, but, but my street, is a, my street is a cut through street, and so you get the trash, the chicken, the liquor bottles, the you Not know the, the chicken. Sweets. It's always chicken, dude. It's always chicken. You Not know? the chicken. Come on. Not, can't be throwing out the chicken. It was a whole tray of chicken wings. Somebody must not <laughs> like them. The, ra the ranch dressing in the street, all of it. Yo, so real Yo, quick, I'm, I'm sorry, but I got I got to disagree with Eric. I got to disagree with a lot of people about the single family home, the father's in there. My mom is a single parent. So I definitely disagree with that. Fair. I, I was disagreeing with you. I was like, yeah, but you chose to have three to six babies. You kind of didn't plan that out. Why are we blaming it on that? Oh. I know people that made it out of that circumstance. Look, Dr. Ben Carson comes from that. There's, there's various people we can name that made it out of that. So I, I don't know, know how much right, I'm going to you know, rely yeah. on that. You can't. Okay. I was raised by a single mom. I'm a single. I was a single mom myself. And I'll say, yeah, yeah, you can do it. You absolutely can. But every day I wished I had to help. I wish that there was one more person there to help me that was invested. Yeah. So laziness. Yeah. Well, there's another side of this. <laughs> Tim, you happen to be, I saw in your videos, you go and look at a lot of these properties and a lot of these distressed properties, you know, these, these, these things that just eyesores to the community aren't even owned by people. Right. There was one that I saw you covered. It was owned by like a church in Kansas somewhere, like this community building. 
And it was like, we could yeah, be doing yeah, yeah. something else with this. So how how much of that do you see out there is like, because there are some landlords who don't care. Like, and do is it a matter of the slum lords renting these houses out to people who are not keeping them up? Because you're renting a home and you don't have a standard and you don't care what your renter's doing. Like, is it a matter of holding some of these landlords accountable as well? Yeah, um, I definitely agree with the slumlords um, problem out here. And what's really weird is I reached out to a lot of people. A lot of people comment us on our Facebook channel about how their house is and the floor is falling. But nobody, and I, and I asked them, I said, listen, why don't we come over there, do a video on it, and show people? No, they don't want to because they're afraid that the landlord would then kick them out. That's what, that's the reality here, man. People are afraid. It's like, it's not like, well, I can go get another place. It's like they, they feel like they can't. So these slumlords take advantage of them. They feel like they'll get blacklisted. That, you know, it'll get known that they're a snitch and they, they won't find any place to live. So who is, who are people, thing is that? who are people Holy scared God. of though? And in, in, in fairness, who are people scared of? Because they're I... The land, the slumlords. The slumlords. You the will slumlords. have a handful that own massive amounts of properties in town. And they talk, they know each other. And if you get a problem renter that's going to cause problems, say, hey, you need to fix this up. They don't have to rent to you because there's plenty of people waiting in line to pay cash. And, you know, and you can name your price. So they, they, they're oh. legitimately afraid. Okay. So because... Uh, my thing is too, I've been hearing somebody, I don't remember Ali who it was. Somebody said, yo, my rent's like 800 and my light bill was like 3,500. And I was trying to figure out like how that works. Like how you have an $800 space and 35, like what do you got? Nine air conditioners, 13 blenders going on. Like how many, every room got four TVs and a PlayStation. What's going on with this light this this bill situation and is this something that you guys have been affected by or know anything about my bills are Not pretty high way. i don't know about yours but to my, my my highest one recently my my power bill was like 500 bucks so it's not as high as some of these other ones you know but i think uh maybe people are running their air all day long and cranking it down to 62 i really don't know a lot of times i hear it's blamed on energy inefficiency and that sort of thing. But uh, I, I haven't like taken a deep dive into that. So I don't really understand why other than people say it's the deal we have with elect electricities and how we like as a municipality purchase power and then turn around and sell it to to the customers, which is, you know, the citizens. And that dates back to something with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission back in like the 70s. It's so I think it's a very, very long story. I've heard of bills about twelve hundred dollars, but thirty five hundred is kind of. I kind never of heard of thirty five hundred. I never heard that something that yeah, high. Mine's yeah, run yeah. about five hundred as well, so uh, it, it's um, and about four or five hundred is not that bad considering that's everything included: lights, uh, I mean, electric, water, sewage. That is a good point. River. People don't realize like it's everything. It's your gas, it's your water, your sewer, storm water, and your power. It's everything in one bill. So, so, so it's fair to say. Right. So it might be fair to say that some of these people, some of these folks might have some financial, uh, some fiscal management issues where you might you might be behind a few months for that thing to be thirty five hundred. You might have you might have missed a few months there. And, well, and I don't know about that. You know, let me be two days late and they already call me threatening the cutoff. 
Really? All the time. So, yeah. So, I don't know about carrying it over. I don't, you know, and I don't know anybody who says I can carry bounce without calling them and working out some sort of payment plan. It's kind. It's kind of like somebody having forty-seven thousand dollars worth of power bills due, and mm-hmm. somehow that magically gets written and somehow off. and counting and counting. Let's not forget that he, yeah, you know, I mean, as of that report, another like I think it was another twenty-nine hundred dollars he'd racked up and counting. So yeah, we don't know what it, it is. He still. I never wish he would pull up that video because I'm gonna say it. That was the sassiest ish I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a response that he did to that, and that was like, if I didn't know any better, I thought I, I would have thought that was a bearded black woman under the mask. <laughs> the amount of sass that was given, I was, was just like, wait, what am I watching? That. Is this is this Jermaine from the church choir? Did they let him go? Like, what's what's happening I mean, here? Yeah, they do. They let him go. They let him say whatever he wants about it. Yeah. Well, if he could find the interview, I'd love to get y'all take on it. I, I personally have a different eye for it. It just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm too, what is it? Toxic masculinity. They call it these days. Maybe I'm just too. I got it. I got to see it. I, I think I'm just pulling it up right now. Malignant it, narcissism is what I think it is. No, Not, I'm, I'm looking for my own fault on this. Maybe I'm, I'm watching his mannerisms too much. Maybe, maybe I'm just too keen. You know, I don't know, but it was just very sassy to me, and it, it reminded me of a four-star auntie I had. Like it just just reminded hey, me of a him an auntie. auntie? Yeah, it they, reminded it just, me of my ex-husband. <laughs> yeesh. Yeah, ex for a reason, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just that that you had a classic narcissist. This is what I see when I see Andre in the in these interviews and stuff. It's like everything that he doesn't agree with. That's a lie. That's a lie. Even if you can prove it, that's a lie. I didn't say that. That's not how it went. No, I mean it's it's to me it's it's just it's narcissist. Okay, I'm pulling it up now. Knox, Knox Porter, uh, budget billing is available. Adrian, they do have if you behind your bill, they put you on a budget plan or something. You gotta talk to them. You gotta set it up. You do. It don't, it don't sound like that's an easy thing to get just from the way you're saying that right now. All right, hold on. We gotta. Yo, add. I'm done. AK47 didn't pay. Yo, that is homie's new name is AK47. That is the name. Oh, AK47. No. Never forget. Wow. Right. I need one of those. <laughs> I need one of those. I need one of those. All right, Rob. I got two seconds before this thing comes up. Here you go. So I'm sharing it right now. Here's the, this the interview was a tad sassy for me, sir. Right, can you <laughs> share my screen? I'll share my screen. This was way too saucy for my liking. He's accused of not paying for nearly $48,000 in utility services with multiple city officials preventing the collection of that money. I have never stolen. I have never taken. I never <laughs> asked for preferential treatment. I have always fought and worked hard. That's a lie. And I challenge Whoa, little Richard, slow down. I have proof. Just like Excuse me, but rewind a few Auditor seconds. Wood says she rewind a few seconds. That Auditor was way Wood too saucy, she... bro. Proof. Just like you don't she see the face. Am I the only one seeing this? I have proof. Just like she did. And I challenge Uh-oh. that. What is that? The lie. And I challenge bro, that. Bro, come on, I y'all. Proof. Bro, what in the saucy. little Richard? What in the little Richard is happening right now? That's a little saucy for me, bro. That's, what, that's his classic. That's a lie. He <laughs> says that a hundred times a day. That's a lie. Listen, I don't yeah. care what your I don't care what your, your your sexual preference is. It's nobody's business here, but 
I mean, folks. I don't, you know, Rob, I don't even have on. the neck muscles to do that. I can't do that. I will turn Wait. into dust if I ever act like that. I'll just, I'll just, I can't even do it. All I can give you is a full neck. You're going to get an Indian wobble out of me. That's all you're going to get. So you got his So you got Yeah, that was a lot of black girl neck that we got out of there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the other response that we got, um, and and look, I I I for one do think that there are still people with some dumb ideas when it comes to race, but I do not think that that audit was motivated because Rocky Mount has a predominantly black city council. Do you think that those? Uh, do you think that audit was driven by race? Or was it driven in part by the over 200 phone calls and complaints that the auditors got about what was happening? I think it was about finding the truth to the rumors that we had all heard for years that there's some do not call, do not harass list going on about these power bills. And finally, like, yes, somebody do something about it. Mm, Tim. Yes, I definitely think it's it's not about race, man. I I think it's more of a series of issues that they was trying to address and they were just trying to get just just the tip of the iceberg, trust us trying to open that up. But uh definitely not about race. No. They tried to make it about race. Like in the end, nobody cares if you want to order lobster dinners or if you have dietary restrictions. It's just you only get reimbursed the per diem. That's it. Order whatever you want with it. Nobody cares. But you just have to stay within the rules. And they try to make it about you don't want a black woman to eat or she shouldn't be able to order steak and lobster dinners. Nobody cares. Yeah, but you spend more money than you allotted. That's when we care. If you spend more money, you get reimbursed what you're allotted. Anything over that, that's on you. Go wherever you want. I think they make a mistake. I hear this all the time. Y'all wasting the city's money. And I think we got to stop saying that. We got to say you're wasting the community's money. It's not the city's money. This is the tax money from yeah. the people that live there, from the homeowners. And I think there's a there's this disconnect. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's like a disconnect where people say, oh, free lunch in school. It's like the free lunch syndrome. There is no it's free for the person who ain't paying for it. But mm. it ain't free. It ain't free. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> Look, I will I will say this much. In the last few months, uh, and this question here, has the 48,000 ever been ever been proved? If so, when who is going to hold Knight accountable? Well, unfortunately, Pace Winstead, that money was written off by the power company, so ain't nobody ever going to be held accountable for it. Nobody is ever going to be held accountable for it. The only time they had a meeting on May 26th in 2020 about it to try to talk about it, and they voted to not talk about it anymore. Richard Joyner made the motion. I make a move. We not talk about it anymore. Move on. And so they did. So nothing is ever going to happen. It's been written off the books as bad debt and it's gone forever. Right. And uh, to that point, we agree with you wholeheartedly. There's no such thing as government funded. It is all taxpayer funded. The government doesn't have any money. We got all the money. Ladies, Yo, and you know what he did? You know what he did? That was real slick on that on this on this comment. They audit county uh, candies, counties on a random basis. Knight got caught. So he said, and I quote, my name wasn't mentioned in the audit. That's and because what did you find out today? So check this out, ladies and gentlemen. I called today. Because I wanted to know how come and why come it wasn't nobody's name in the audit. And I said, is that for legal reasons? Is that because y'all ain't want to throw nobody under the bus? The lady at the state auditor's office said, you know, that's a great question. I hear her clicking around. She's going in her little system. She's asking. She said, well, I'm asking someone that question. She said, 
it is the practice of the state auditor's office to never put names, only titles. They don't oh, ever put your titles in the so no auditor's report will ever have a name in it. So you, sir, don't get to BS your way out of it saying they didn't put my name and in my it. My name ain't mentioned in there. Yeah, but your title was, and we all know who they was talking about. The other thing that I found interesting about this, um, the the over two hundred people called or emailed or went on the state auditors. Facebook page, email, you know, whatever to get this out. And now people are trying to kind of sweep this under the rug. There was evidence in this audit. And I don't think he's the city manager now. The former city manager has gone. But it was without a doubt because they audited emails and everything. City officials stepped in to this account. Do you all think that right now there's a two-tiered system of accountability because one for the city council people and one for the regular citizens. Do y'all think that that, that, that exists? Yes, 100%. 100%. Oh, definitely, man. I don't even know why you, I don't even know why you asked that yeah. question. You saw what's going on, Jay. The yeah. things that are going on and going down and, and the influence that they have over policies that are enforced or non-existent or unfollowed or not followed is all because they create the rules for themselves. They treat, they think that they're kings and they operate like that, that the rules apply to you, but not to me. And so they, and they do that. And that's why you have things that are neglected and ignored about like community code issues and enforcement issues, because if they have to have a policy and enforce it, they have to enforce it evenly. And they go, Oh, well, no, no, no. We're just not going to have it at all. Cause I don't want you shutting me down. Mm. Okay. So, all right. Well, I didn't get to ask this question and, and sure. I'll start with Tim on this. Um, how much of the leg legacy of slavery can we blame this on? Because, I mean, I know it was 400 years ago and some change, but how much of what's going on there can we actually blame on the legacy of slavery? Honestly, we, we can blame some. Okay, fair. Yeah. The, <laughs> and I, I know y'all are like, what is he talking about? How the heck you can do that? Uh, it's, it's the slave mentality, not slave as in... Uh, race white against black but it's that slave mentality that black people have that i can blame that most of these problems on i, I made a i made a post today and i hope you bear me on this uh library of congress they have a uh order order a book in there uh interviews with former slaves and some of these slaves said slavery was was right slavery was good man it was, we was appreciative of what was happening that is the same same mentality as these these Negroes have here, man. That the crime, the high crime, the high utility bills, the crookedness, the corruption, that's okay. That's the way of life. So that in that aspect, that's what I blame it on slavery. Mm, understood. Ladies and gentlemen, right around the 45 minute mark, we are chilling talking about Rocky Mount, the center of controversy. We've chopped it up with Adrian and Tim here. We've talked a little bit about forty-seven thousand seven hundred and four dollars. I gotta share. I gotta share his post because he hit the nail on the head, and that way the folks can see what he's talking about. No, if you're not following is. the page, he he hit the nail on the head. If you look that up and listen to some of the interviews, you will find that many former slaves were content with that life. Yes, the brother said content with that life. Today, here in good old Rocky Mount, we have an abundance of these so-called Negroes 
who are content with their current living conditions because just like the former slaves didn't know there was a better life available for them. They feel that paying high utility bills, high crime, city corruption, living in filth, greed from some city council members slash overseers, high murder rate and reverse racism is just a normal way of life. Go listen to that. And and, and um, I'll just add this, Ali. Uh, what was the gentleman's name that the, the slave we uh, posted on our page? Weary. There's an interview with a gentleman named Cotton Weary who can't read, who can't write, but had enough sense to know going into debt was a problem. Had yeah. enough sense oh to understand. God, Tim, I'm going to send it to you. This, it, not, not yeah. like he was a slave. Like, uh, what yeah, yeah. Slave, and he said, listen, if something cost me a nickel and I didn't have a nickel, I didn't buy it. I never took nothing on credit. I didn't treat all white folks wasn't bad. Now I knew's bad white folks and I knew's bad black folks. And I tell you, some <laughs> yo, it, it is the most in, in liberating thing to hear. Hold on, hold on. yo, on the obverse side, remember the white guy? The um, yeah, he said, uh, now I grew up with the nigger kids and they's was good. I knew some of them. <laughs> hey, they were some of them good nigger kids. They was just good. We used to play with the nigger boys. <laughs> said like yo. Oh, the language might be offensive to some folks, but if y'all don't get the point that every there's good in everybody, right? Except for pedophiles and rapists, there's good in everybody. It's good right. in everybody. Like, like this <laughs> idea that all white folks are the devil and all black people like cool cigarettes and Kool Aid is wrong. That's absolutely wrong. I, for That's one, wrong. cannot stand Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. I can't stand Kool-Aid. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> oh, I, can't I can't stand, stand it. Stand Yo, and listen, for the record, oh. not all white people make good green bean casseroles. Some of y'all don't know what the hell y'all are doing. I'm terrible at Yeah, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. See, thank nope. you for admitting that. I'm just saying, and you can't eat everybody's macaroni and cheese. Fair? All right, and and for the record, raisins do not belong in potato salad. If you if you are white and you are putting raisins in your potato salad, stop that crap. I hate potato salad. Who's, who's doing that? Oh, who's doing oh. that? Bro, I, I just went to a cookout in the eastern part of the state, and I was like, "Is that a bug in the potato salad?" And they were like, "No, that is a raisin." And I was Yo, like, "Why?" Right. Well, since we're on that, cucumber water does not count for bringing something to the barbecue. You can't put oh, cucumbers okay. in the water talking about you brought something to the barbecue. That ain't oh, it. God. <laughs> that ain't gonna get it. But I gotta admit, I love cucumber water, though. Yeah, but, me some cucumber water. That's good. But, Tim, you I can't bring like that to the barbecue. Like, look yeah. what I brought. I, I know. No, I know. No, no. Like, nothing. Hang on now. It's not a barbecue. <laughs> it's called a cookout. Barbecue <laughs> is a food. He's oh, up wait. north. They call it a barbecue. He, up that's north, what they, you call it a barbecue. We call it a cookout down here. Yeah, down here it's a cookout. Wait, so it's there's a, a difference? Oh, there's, yeah. No, the, 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 barbecue the only difference is, is what y'all call North Carolina pulled pork. But we just call it barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. So barbecue okay. is, yeah. And we okay. go Fair. to a cookout. Fair. So. Go ahead, 10 minute Rob, go mark, ahead. Ali. 10 minute mark. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten towards <laughs> right. the end of the show. It is time for our lightning round. They have not been just Tim, you, uh, Adrian, y'all have not been prepped about this, right? So the audience knows we're not cheating here. We didn't pre give y'all the questions, right? This is right, what y'all right. about to be asked is off the cuff. Okay. As okay. you guys know that watch our show for first time guests, we have a lightning round. We're going to ask a series of questions. We'll go Tim first, then Adrian on the answers. All right. Um, we're going to do, we'll do lightning round and then we'll do, uh, do, do we do one word with them, Ali? 
Nah, we'll do lightning round because it's two of them. Okay. All right, I'll let you get let you go first. You ready? All right, Tim. First question for you. First question. You ready? Who's a better rapper, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. No. Adrian, Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. No. I don't know. What? Okay. All right. Here we go. Second question. Second question. Tim, hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Adrian, hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta stop. I'm adding an addendum to this question since Tim is from the north but came down south. Are you coleslaw or red onions on your hot dog? Oh, red onions, man. Okay, red onions. Adrian, no, no, no. coleslaw and chili and mustard. I'm with you. I'm together. With you. Yeah. Oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> I thought those were three yeah, different no, things. <laughs> you can okay, add next question. Go, go ahead, Ali. All right, gotcha. Okay, so here's the next question for you, Tim. You're going into a venue. You have no choice. There is a fight about to happen. You are fighting your way out of it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going down. You are going to have the fisticuffs to get out of this situation. Who do you want with you in the fight? Do you want Joe Biden or Donald Trump with you? Come on. Oh, come on. Adrian, who do you want? You gotta have Trump. You gotta have Trump. Unless you want Biden to push in front like oh. the old man, you know. Oh my I, me, God. so my answer would be I would go by I would take Biden because I could swing him around like a bat. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> next next question. Tim. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. Adrian, Nike or Adidas? Well, I'm old school, I'll man. Nike. I'm old school. Okay. Nike. Okay. All right, Go ahead, enough. Ali. Go ahead. All right, I got, I got you. So I'm going to start with Adrian on this one first. Who is the better action star, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Oh, Schwarzenegger. Tim. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely agree, Schwarzenegger. Ah, he got it. I, neither one of y'all are Stallone people. Oh. Hey. It, it has yeah, yeah. not you know, stolen people. Is better. Okay. Terminator. All right. Terminator, Terminator all, Predator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Predator. Predator. Well, last, last question here, right? And we'll we'll start with Tim first on this one. So this is this is the the end all question right here. You are stuck on a desert island. You're never getting off the desert island. You got three meals, one book, and one album. What's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Your book and your one album. This is forever. Every day on this island, you will have to eat the same thing for breakfast, the same thing for lunch, and the same thing for dinner. You get one book and you get one album. So what's your breakfast every day? Book. Book is my breakfast every day and the album for lunch. Am I getting that right? No. No. You got a breakfast food. You got a lunch meal. You You got to eat the same thing every day. Okay, say it, say it again. Say it again. All right, right let me guess. Let me guess. I got listen this. to Adrian and she'll chill. I got get this. It. All right. Adrian got this. All right. I got this. All right. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm eating the same thing every meal. I'm eating a ribeye. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All right. The book, I'm going to go with The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Love that book. And then for the album, ooh, I will take, <laughs> you know what? I'll take Tool, Anemia, or I think I'm saying it right. Okay, Ooh. Tim, what you got? Yeah. You get it now, Tim? Okay. What? 
in, in, a, in a way, I think I got what you I think I got what you tell you. So three meals. I gotta pick a meal. One I get one meal. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right. You get, no, you get, book, the, you get the same thing for breakfast every day. You get same the same thing, same thing same for thing. lunch I pick every one. day. And you get the same thing for dinner. They could be three different meals, but you're eating those same three things every day for the rest of your life on this island. So what do you do for breakfast right. first? New York strip. Mm, okay. Then lunch. Book. Oh. Uh Wait a minute. What do you mean for lunch, man? You, I'm getting confused on this question, man. What, hold on. Let me let me let me help you out. Let me help you out. Let me help you out, Tim. So you got okay, three. You okay. got three meals: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They can be different, but this is what you're gonna have until you're dead. On so this every day for breakfast, if you say two scrambled eggs and a piece of French toast every morning forever, you're getting two eggs and a scrambled French toast. If you say ribeye for lunch, you're getting ribeye every day. Whatever you say for dinner. Right, I got you. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. So I breakfast, hit us up. What right. you got? For breakfast, I want pancakes and eggs. Okay. For lunch, I want a nice salad. For dinner, I want the New York strip. How about that? Okay. Uh, for a book, uh, Harry Potter. All of them Ooh. or just one? Well, album, all of them. All of the whole series, man. I love that. Okay. Uh, if I had to pick one of them, it'd be you want me to pick one of them or you want to pick the whole no, series? You got it. You, you got a series. I can't, we can't de 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 devalue right. Harry Potter like that. You uh, can't do that. As far as the album, Michael Jackson's thriller. My man. Ooh, Bang, nice. Bang. nice one. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? For that, Tim wins the lightning round. Sir, <laughs> the floor is yours for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> oh. You get to tell everybody how they can support you and how to find you and what you got going on in Rocky Mountain. Then we'll go to Adrian. So the floor is yours. Tell everybody how they how they can support you and get up with you. All right. You can definitely support us by going to our Facebook page, The True Rocky Mount, Instagram, The True Rocky Mount, TikTok, The True Rocky Mount, or our website, uh, thetruerockymount.com. Also, YouTube, The True Rocky Mount, and online auto repair videos. You can also email me direct to Tim at thetruerockymount.com or our media chat, media uh, email, news at thetruerockymount.com. Absolutely fantastic. And Adrian, the floor is yours. How, how can people support you? Talk to the folks. Okay, you can support me. You can like and subscribe to my Facebook channel, Adrian Loves Rocky Mount. I have another one on YouTube. It's called Adrian Loves Old Houses. Like, subscribe, click that bell notification. I have Etsy store. It's called at Adrian Loves. I'm at, on Instagram also, Adrian Loves Old Houses. I also have Empress of Old Houses. So check me out. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been kicking it with Adrian Copeland and Tim Barnes from Rocky Mount. Again, look out for the, the Rocky Mount story. A TUC docket is coming very, very soon. I will see you all in town on the 29th for the uh, Sensational Creations Presents the Friends and Family Back to School event. Again, support that. You can find out more information about that on our Facebook page. We will see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning right here on the Urban Conservative for Top of the Morning. As always, from my twin brother, Raheem Architect Soto, I am Abdul Ali. Thank you so much for rocking with the Urban Conservative. We'll see y'all bright and early tomorrow. Peace and love, y'all. Thanks.